Well, last week we celebrated 200 episodes, and now we're off to the next 200, over to Ground Zero. So how do we go to 201? Well, we do the top 10 teams going into the 2023 NFL season as we concluded our uh, player rankings going into uh, this season as well. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam right here with CJ Medeiros. Tuck is at work again. So it's just the two of us, but CJ, top 10 teams and most underrated teams in the fan box. So all teams today, rather than the player rankings, a little bit of a uh, a change of pace here. So how are you doing? I'm all right. It's always great to, you know, actually like sit here and rank teams because, you know, the, the overall like just player that's all well and good, but if it was just about one player per team, then you know that that would just be boring. But teams, it's so crazy how they're built. Some are stacked, some are just middling, and some are just completely top heavy. So it's like having everyone else just on a team. Truly, it's the great equalizer. That is the way teams tend to work. Um, so I know we were going to go. Each of us going, so we're doing top 10 going into the 2023 NFL season. Um, So I know we were going to do four, like I cover four, you cover four. Who wants, do you, do you want me to go first or you? I I know we can go first. It's whatever. All right. So going with, do you, do we have, are we going to go with the list that we have on the, yeah, this one right here. That looks good to me. All right. Why don't you kick us off with 10 through seven. All right, kicking us off at number 10, and this one hurts me, the New York Jets. You know, having a franchise quarterback will do that to you. Although, what's going to happen after Rodgers is gone, we don't talk about that. But, I mean, just look at that. Rodgers, you know, reigning offensive and defensive rookies of the year, just a ferocious defense. The Jets are primed to be something special And the only reason, keep this in mind, folks, the only reason we don't have them higher is solely because they're just in a tough division. You know, you have the Dolphins, the Bills, and even the Patriots, while not the most flashy team, can give you a run for your money on any given Sunday. Now, moving on to number nine, the Seattle Seahawks. And I never thought I would put a team led by Geno Smith in the top 10, but wow, did he pick a time to have a career year. He he has an offense that features Kenneth Walker, uh, Noah Fant, Will Disley, DK Metcalf, and and their other receiver. Oh yeah, Tyler Lockett, with a young upcoming defense. Once again, like the division they're in, there it's a two horse race with them and the 49ers. So that's why we put them at nine. Speaking of which, the 49ers are number eight. Now. If Brock Purdy was healthy, you can make a case they're top five. But it just seems like no matter what, they've never had a healthy quarterback, be it Jimmy G, be it Trey Lance, be it Brock Purdy. If their quarterback situation was figured out, because that team everywhere else is loaded. Because, I mean, I'm just saying, that team with a healthy quarterback, top five. But alas, Brock Purdy will be coming back this year. We just don't know when. And then... 
Number seven, and this is another one that feels weird to me, the Detroit Lions. You rebuilt the secondary. You have a young, hungry, upcoming defense, a solid offensive line, Jared Goff turning back the clock, and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and David Montgomery. That's just – that is a scary, scary unit, especially in a weak AFC North, which could mean the Lions could go far. All right, Adam, uh, you got the next four? Yep. So I got six through three. Then we're going to alternate for the top two. Um, and I got to say, I was going to have the Lions a little higher, and I would be covering them. But I was overruled. This is a general top ten for the three of us co-hosts. So I had to compromise a little bit. But just for the record, so that whenever the uh, Detroit Lions are NFC champions and heading to the Super Bowl, I just want that to be for the record. Uh, I had them I had them higher, but we were going to – we put them lower just because they haven't proven anything yet. So I understand. I understand. But just yeah. I'm just raising I mean, the my Jets objection. are 10, too. That's all. Yeah, we have the Jets 10, and that's a team that I'm pretty high on as well. But these are all question marks. They're teams that we don't know if they'll be as good as as they um as good yeah. as we, we say they will be. But without further ado, I have the Ravens at number six, a team that if they meet uh, the expectations that we have for them where they should be a, a much better passing offense and be more two-dimensional, they should be a little better than six, right? This is a team that all, has always had a very good defense. Their offensive line's been solid. It's always been, it has always been their passing attack that's been their Achilles heel. I think they figured it out. Assumedly so, they've figured it out. So we'll see how they do with that. But uh, apparently they have fixed their their only weakness. So let's see how that goes. Um, but I have the Ravens I'm very high on them. They don't win the division because the number one in that division is is a pretty good team. Uh, but here's a number five I don't let Justin that, that is the best in their own division in the AFC South, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is another team that, if it weren't for all the question marks, I would say this team is closer to the top because everywhere you look, this team has talent and they are young and they are hungry and they clearly had some good momentum going into the end of last year, right? They finished what six and two towards the end of the season and I snuck so, into the yeah. playoffs with an above 500 record, which none of us expected. And uh, their quarterback Messiah, Trevor Lawrence, looks awesome he had a great stretch last year towards the end of the season so all good things and then you add in calvin ridley when you already had christian kirk as a wide receiver one who we thought was a two turns out he can actually be, do pretty well as a number one and you also have evan engram i could the list goes on with those players he could that that team could be a top three seed in the afc if all things go right talking speaking of play, teams where a lot of things need to go right we got number four, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs are a very flawed team. Their defense isn't perfect, but it's pretty good. Their offensive line is pretty good. Their tight end is the best in football. There's no question about that. Uh, the only reason we have them number four is out of respect for Patrick Mahomes and also the, the defending world champs here. Uh this Chiefs team is 
still going to be very good. You can pretty much book it on your betting marks that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 25 to 30 touchdowns a year. That's not that's not not debatable. Even if even if your number one wide receiver right now is Kadarius Tony, this is a team that's a slam dunk playoff team. They're probably going to be division champions, even though their wide receiving core is extremely suspect. Patrick Mahomes still figures out ways to get it done. And who are we to bet against him at this point, especially after the last year's performance? Right. That leads me to my number three, which is probably the most sure thing on this list, which is the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Bills, what you see is what you get with this team. Are they winning a Super Bowl? Probably not. Are they going to win 13 games? Most likely as well, because this is a great regular season team with a gunslinger quarterback, a very good wide receiver one in Stephon Diggs. You have a good number two in Gabe Davis, and they have probably their best tight end duo in franchise history with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. The only issue with this team, which has been, which has kept them from getting over the hump is that running game. It is terrible. And whenever their passing game fails, they don't have a rushing game to make up for it. That being said, their passing offense is an air show. It's awesome. It's going to be awesome again, but uh, you also have a pretty good defense as well. So pretty much the most sure thing on this list is the Buffalo Bills at number three. Now, there's our top eight. Now, the final countdown, the top two. CJ, give us your number two. Our number two is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, let's look at their roster. Jalen Hurts played like he had a a career best season and got paid like it as well. You've got a good running back room that features DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. A good one-two punch at wide receiver with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Arguably a top five tight end in Dallas Goddard. In my opinion, the best offensive line in football and a defense that might have gotten a little better. Now, top to bottom, like roster-wise, this could very well be the best team in the league. What's holding it back for being number one, you might ask? Now, we've said it multiple times. We know it is an analytical answer, but I don't care what the analytics may or may not say. Super Bowl hangover. It's very, very real. And how many times have we seen that affect a team? You know, 2015 Carolina Panthers, right? You know, they lost and, oh, God, that hurt them. The Seahawks getting bounced out in round one after 2014. Falcons getting bounced out in round one later. So, Super Bowl curse, like we said, not analytical, but it's always something to watch out for. But not taking that into account, this is a darn good roster and a it's a decent division. But overall, I I mean, just just look at that team. However, when it comes to firepower, we believe there's only one team that's better. Adam? Our number one going into next year is the Cincinnati Bengals. And you talk about a team that now we talked about that Super Bowl curse. They lost the Super Bowl two last year, and they had that hanging over their heads clearly for the first half of the season. Then their offensive line that they just built up that previous offseason starts to gel a little bit. They give Burrow time to throw and down the stretch, they went seven and two. They went on an incredible run. And 
they again faced another barrier, which was that Beng- Bills Bengals game. It got suspended. And instead of offering neutral grounds to the Bengals, who were part of that game, they offered it to the Chiefs and only gave it to the Chiefs and Bills, which is asinine, complete stupidity. And they really, really botched that one. A team that was actually part of the game that was suspended didn't even, wasn't even included in these plans. And the, the Bengals could have easily just turtled and just said, you know what? Everything is against us right now. It's over. No, they use that as a chip on their shoulder. And they made it all the way to the AFC championship game. And it took injuries to their interior offensive line for them to actually fall apart in the end. And it was still a very close game in that AFC championship between them and Kansas City. Just Burrow was sacked five times. There's only so much you can do when your quarterback doesn't have time to throw. Not trying to take anything away from Kansas City who are the, who are now the defending champions. They earned that Super Bowl victory. They deserve it. And Patrick Mahomes is a complete stud. Slam dunk the best quarterback in football. But now the Bengals have a lot of momentum going into this year. And they not only have their offensive line coming back healthy this year, but they added to it. They brought it, they brought in Orlando Brown and they have everyone else coming back healthy. Who like name a team whose backup tackle, one of their backup tackles is Lyle Collins, another Pro Bowl caliber tackle. And on top of that, the backups who they had in the postseason were really good too. That was their Achilles heel. And they figured that out. Not not to mention their defense is still young and getting even better. This is a team that should be not only representing in this in the AFC and the Super Bowl, but also winning it all. This is a great team, the best Bengals team in franchise history. I should have them at 13, 14 wins, if that. This team is going to be awesome. Yep. Also, you forgot to mention that they got rid of the cancer known as Eli Apple. That yes. actually helps. Addition by subtraction, kids. And I was going, I, I was going to mention their secondary. I I refrained because I just, you know, their defense in a, in general is really good. Very underrated. They don't have any superstars, but they have a lot of guys who can play at a high level, high enough so that this defense as a collective unit can supplement a Super Bowl winning team. You know, you have Cam Taylor Britt, you have Chidobi Awuzie, and Mike Hilton. Those are your three corners. And then on top of that, so you lose Jesse Bates. And the other guy, Von Bell, um, you slide in Dax Hill to the starting role because he was your first round pick. He ought to be at this point. Mm-hmm. And then you sign Nick, St- Nick Scott to a contract. Another very good safety. You replaced your safeties overnight. So this is top to bottom. one Arguably the best team in Bengals history. So all great things going on over in Cincinnati. Yep. Um, so there you have it. Our official top 10 teams going into the 2023 NFL season. Obviously, things are bound to change. A lot of things that we are going to have uh, change for this upcoming se- for this upcoming season. Everyone winds up being wrong about something. I'm sure we will. Um, 
But without further ado, we want to know what you guys think about the most underrated teams. So we kind of named our top 10. What do you think are teams that we are undervaluing, that are being slept on? We asked you guys that. This is That is next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. back to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. Tuck is out tonight because he has work. So we welcome you to the Fumble Ruski fan box portion of our show. So we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. Now the question of the week was who are the most underrated teams going into this season? Uh, we lead off with Grayson Mortimer, who said the Dolphins haven't had much press. They've kind of been they've kind of been written off because of this past season. But I mean, I I, I kind of agree in the sense that this team was, when Tua was healthy, one of the best in the league, at least on the AFC side. I mean, there yeah, was a point true. they were they were what eight and three. And they were contending for the number one spot in in the AFC. If it weren't for these injuries, I mean, they're, I mean, they barely slipped into the playoffs with what they had. And I mean, Tua was playing pretty well until he got the, what, three, four concussions that he had. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, with uh, Tua and all it's, I mean, yeah, he's a good quarterback, but, you know, the O-line obviously allowed him to get hurt like that. And that's the thing. They haven't really improved it, which, I mean, I, I'm not going to say they're overrated, but, I mean, I don't know. I, everybody knows what they are at this point. I mean, you had Jalen Ramsey too, but no, that didn't work out quite so well. Now they have Eli Apple. Oh, yeah. So that's going to work out well for them. Uh, but we'll we'll see. They needed to improve their offensive line, and they didn't, which is – one of the big disappointments of this Miami Dolphins team. Because going into last year, I was very excited to see them play. Um, and they didn't disappoint for the time they were healthy. But in that off- yeah. that offensive line just wasn't good enough. I mean, they need another tackle opposite Teron Ter- Armstead. Um, but Diego Huertas said – so we got a couple votes for Jacksonville. Uh, Floodster Sports Zone said – Easily the team down in Duval, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Diego Huertas said Jacksonville. And he also said the Lions. A team that I believe, um, if all goes right for them, and it should. I mean, there's nothing that's that I could see that would go wrong. Unless, I mean, barring any serious injuries. But that can you can say that about, for, about most of the league. This Jacksonville Jaguars team is good, young, talented. They look like they, they're good playing with each other. There's, there's no chemistry issues. And yeah. their quarterback is a is a stud. I mean, 
it's going to get to a point where we can mention him in the same breath as Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's true. And I do want to point out the issue isn't like them winning the division because outside of them, that division is terrible. I mean, maybe the Titans, but no. I don't know. Yeah, not the Titans. But maybe, maybe, but I mean, it depends. But my the question is when they get to the playoffs, how far can they go? I I think I think this team has the talent to win the Super Bowl. No, I think they do, but the AFC that's going to be a tough road to traverse. Yeah, especially with seasoned te- seasoned and experienced teams such as the Bengals and the and the Chiefs, Chiefs. at this point mm-hmm. and the Bills. All the all three teams the past couple of seasons have made deep playoff runs. So you know, I think yep. I like Jacksonville, but they're inexperienced. That's a good point. Um, so onto our Lions votes. Not only did Diego Huertas pick the Lions, but also Nick Reyes and Stephen Parker, all Detroit Lions guys for most underrated. And again, as I was mentioning during our rankings, I think that's a team that could go really, really far. And I think I think that team could be representing in the Super Bowl again. I mean, like it's look very around. possible. This With is the, the best team they've had the in a bit. It's the best team they've had in the 21st century. Yeah, I mean, you can mention this team in the same breath as like the Stafford to Johnson Lions. Yeah, you got Armin Ross St. Brown. You got Jamison Williams after his six-game suspension. Yep. And also, you know, you got David Montgomery out of the backfield, a line being built up. You got C.J. Gardner, Johnson, Aiden Hutchinson on the defense. And on top of that, you – the just their division is weak. So yeah. there's no reason for the Detroit Lions, unless everybody gets hurt, not to win. Yeah. And the Bears should the Bears should be kind of competitive or at least make strides towards that, but they shouldn't threaten for the division at all. Uh, they're, they're, so, they're a year or so off. But the, the Lions, that's the team to beat in the NF in in the NFC North. Um Going on to our next votes, we've got well, Chase McGinty also said uh said Lions, but he also said I'm expecting big things from the Bears this year. Um so another team I just so I just finished mentioning them. But a bear and so other people who said the Bears, Johnny Zaccaro, Conrad Sperry, who said duh Bears. The Bears are a young team and we're still figuring out if Justin Fields is the guy too. So there's a lot of question marks there. And I guess that that could be classified as an underrated team, but they've, they've improved their defense. They've improved their offensive line drastically. So now Justin Fields will actually have time to throw. And he's a wide receiver one. They got him some toys to throw to with DJ Moore. You also have at the number two, Darnell Mooney. You also have Chase Claypool, who has the potential to be much better than he has been if he could get his head screwed on straight. That's a big if. Big if, but it's also it's a Cole Kmet. And Cole Kmet. Kmet, however you pronounce it. Yeah. That's that's a really, really good team. And if Justin Fields can play, then this is going to be a good year for the for the Bears. 
Um, maybe not a Super Bowl winning year because they're they are young, but they would be making strides in the right direction towards um, towards the Bears finally being back to where they once were, where you know they were actually a good team once upon a time. But uh, we have some Steelers votes. Owen Vanslack said, without a doubt, it's the Steelers. Eli Angerone said Steelers, in parentheses, coming from a Ravens fan. You have more strength than our co-host. I'll say that. <laughs> Tuck would never, Tuck would never, would never admit to that. Yeah, Ian when I was Mul- posting the fan box, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Ian Mulhern said Steelers or the Browns, if you, you can make a case for both. So the Steelers are another team that's young and probably too young to really get anywhere just yet. But they finished eight and nine last year or nine and eight? Uh nine and eight, I think. Oh, so Tomlin continued his stupid little streak. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not gonna address why the streak doesn't mean anything, but I will say this all hinges on Kenny Pickett because they beefed up the line. You have Najee Harris at running back. You know, George Pickens is going to be a stud this year. And you have guys like Deontay Johnson, too. And, of course, that defense featuring Alex Highsmith, Cameron Hayward, and everyone's favorite, T.J. Watt. And this is all going to come down to if Kenny Pickett can play, which I would think he can. Oh, but if he can't, that's going to be a problem. However, they also suffer from what the Patriots are suffering from, where the division they're in is just loaded. Yeah, there's that, too. And, you know, we had two of his of their division in the top 10 for us with the Bengals and the Ravens. And we and the Browns haven't been mentioned yet, which they will right here. Ian Mulhern said the Browns, too. And Brian Mucker also picked the Cleveland Browns, a team that really has fallen off the map since uh, Deshaun Watson's 11 game suspension. You know, they had their short claim to fame when they when they traded for the coveted quarterback. And it looked like they had a pretty good team around them, which they still do. It's just they lost Deshaun Watson, their quarterback, for 11 games. For obvious reasons. But, I mean, that was their risk when they brought in such, when they brought in such a controversial figure. But still an incredibly talented quarterback who, with the roster around him, if all things go right, which... Big if with that sprinkled Browns dust all over him. (laughs) If all things go right, this team should be mentioned in the same breath as everyone else in the AFC North. Yeah, that's true. But, but, you know, it's it's all hinging on Watson. Yeah, a lot of teams where their success completely hinges on their quarterback. Because you got to remember, they gave up a haul to get Watson. And if Watson doesn't pan out... Oh, that then then you're just gonna look really, really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if they don't even if they don't make the playoffs once, or if they just finish anywhere less than an AFC championship in the time that they have Deshaun Watson, then it's a massive bust. I mean, Watson robbed this organization of, of its money. I mean, they, they still haven't gotten much many games from him. Um, but would you believe me if I said the Panthers got the most votes for us? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. So 
we got a few, we got quite a few of them. Owen Van Slack said Panthers honestly might surprise some people. Carolina Cast Sports said Carolina Panthers. Definitely no bias there. <laughs> Martin Hill said Carolina Panthers. Tyson Tate said don't sleep on Carolina. There seems to be a lot of optimism with him and with that team and Bryce Young. And I get it. They have some they have some pieces there. Some some underrated wide receivers, I'll say. Um, a very good offensive line. I mean, they, I mean their their defense is going to be loaded. That's no question mark there. But Bryce Young is really short, and I know that there have been some quarterbacks in the past who have been able to overcome that. But I feel like we only look at the the success stories and not the bigger picture where it usually does not work out. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, it's solely because Bryce Young is a rookie. If he had like a few years under his belt and in that division, I would say, Oh yeah, they, they've, uh, they've got a shot, but I don't know. The whole thing is just, they're too young. Also give that team a real wide receiver one. Um, they had one. Yeah. Well, uh, if they didn't, if they still had DJ Moore, then they wouldn't have had the number one overall pick to get Bryce Young. Yeah, so true. it's uh, it's understandable for, for Carolina's side too. But um, we got a couple Seahawks votes though. And I like this one. I do like the Seahawks this year. They didn't make our top 10. They Actually, they did. They did. But no, they, they, they did. did. You wanted them out. And I and it was I'm because little, of Geno Smith. That's why. Because that's what I'm, yeah, he needs to prove he can do it again. Yeah, and he has a good, he has a better roster this year to do it. Technically, yes. His the interior offensive line is better, which was which was a weak point for them. Their defense has gotten much better, not just on the front seven, but they improved. They improved on their strengths. Which was partially because which was their their secondary. They got Devin Witherspoon. All right, um, we got some Vikings votes too. Cola DJ said Vikings. Tyson Tate said everyone's really just forgetting that the Vikings went thirteen and four last year, and expect them to be bad. Yeah. Well, I, I addressed this when we were posting the responses on our story. Yes, the Vikings did go thirteen and four last year. Why do we expect them to be bad? Because they were fraudulent. They were bounced out in round one and first team in NFL history that had like 12 plus wins with a negative point differential. Yeah. Um, Well, also, I don't want to nitpick, but you forgot to list, I think, who said Seahawks. Are you sure? Right, 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 right. Um, Hang on. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. I just, I could. Um, Josh Hool and Landon Wepper said yep. Seahawks. Uh, I need to go through the, I'll go through these last two for the giants. And then I actually have to hop off. If you would, wouldn't mind finishing these off and then yep. giving us the outro. Of I, course. I forgive uh, you. Nick Reyes said the giants. And I think I'm forgetting one more who said giants who I didn't list. Um, um, as my dog is yelling. No, no, it's um, fine. It's a... Hang on, hang on. Jesus. 
Uh, <laughs> but the Giants, uh, it was Eli Turner. Uh, the Giants are a team that definitely improved. They look better. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. don't. I just have a hard time having them over the Eagles and Cowboys because yeah. they haven't improved that much. Yeah, they also paid Daniel Jones over a hundred million, which I don't know how. You, but he needs to have a career year because if you actually look at his numbers, it, they're not that impressive. I'd say they're below average. He just needs to justify why they paid him that much. Yeah, no, I, I, you're absolutely right there. Um, yeah. Um, all right, I have to hop off. Because I have to, I have have somewhere to be. I apologize, but thank you guys for tuning into the show. Thank you for tuning in for 201 episodes now Mm. at this point. As we head into this regular season, don't forget football is this week, Thursday, the Hall of Fame game. Oh boy, the most meaningless of all the meaningless preseason games. But either way, it's going to be nice to have football back. It's football. I don't care. It's just a good sign that football is on its way back all right i don't know if i can leave this so i'm just gonna turn my screen off and then i'll just have it left here just in case because i'm not sure i i started the episode no i can i can do it from my end it's cool all right cool all right bye everyone and enjoy the rest of the episode with cj wow no pressure or anything but adam has to step out so we will just finish off the last of the fan box so we just covered the New York Giants. Then Connor Fallon said the Rams. Now the Rams have some good pieces. You know, you got a uh, Matt Stafford, you have Aaron Donald, and you have uh, uh, what's his name, Cooper Cup, who's coming back from injury. Yeah. Well, the issue is it's they're very top heavy. Not to mention they lost guys like Daryl Henderson, Allen Robinson, and uh, Jalen Ramsey as well. Oh, and Taylor Rapp and Leonard Floyd. So I'm not saying they're overrated, but I but I'm not, I don't know if they're underrated. I don't know if they're going to be that good. Next up, William Mantle said the Jets. And uh, I mean, look, as a Pats fan, you know, not a big Jets fan, but can we really call the Jets underrated after all like the coverage they got? Then again, some people aren't going to give him that respect. So, I mean, maybe, maybe you're right. Then Patrick Williver said, Falcons going to win the division. Book it. That's bold. And I like it. I do. But it's all going to come down to Desmond Ritter because you have a good young core with Bijan Robinson, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. So it's not like they're starved for talent on offense, but... In case you don't remember last year, I was not very high on Desmond Ritter. And if he can play, then I don't see why the Falcons couldn't win, especially with a defense that features guys like A.J. Terrell and Grady Jarrett. And now moving to uh, Owen Vanslack, who said, Saints, they don't play a single top eight quarterback this season, so they're D going to dominate all season. Uh, I haven't looked extensively at the Saints schedule, so I wouldn't know. But with that division, there's no reason they shouldn't win. Not to mention they just got Derek Carr back. And you have a team which has Michael Thomas coming back healthy for the umpteenth time, I might add. You got a Jawan Johnson, Chris Olave, and Alvin Kamara until he's suspended for assaulting that guy in Vegas. But even, 
even when he does, if slash when he does get suspended, you have Jamal Williams, and that is going to help immensely. Next is Eli. I don't, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. I'm sorry. I think it's Ang, Angarone or Angaroni. I don't know if Eli, if you hear this, please correct us via DM. He put the Cardinals next to a clown emoji. Now, obviously, that's a joke. Uh, I won't lie, though. I do think the Cardinals are in trouble considering the fact you have a quarterback who would rather be a Madden quarterback than a real one. Sorry, not sorry. That's just how it is. Kyler Murray does not care. And I'm hoping that their new coach, Jonathan Gannon, can smack some sense into him. Next is Andrew Michalak, who says the Ravens. You know, with all the hype around the Bengals, I'll, I'll admit the Ravens have uh, been a wee bit overshadowed, but they can be so much more. The key is Lamar has to stay healthy. That's a tall order, but he can do it. He was a unanimous MVP back in uh, 2019. Never forget. And finally, Michael Price said the Packers. I agree. Wholeheartedly, I agree. If Jordan Love is who we think he is, then the Packers have nothing to fear. But I don't know. You, you, you can't chuck this kid into the fire. But what choice do you really have? You've got a decent young offense to build around. And your defense is all right. I mean, you have Jair Alexander. You've got a uh, you, you just drafted that rookie Lucas Van Nesk. I think you still have Kenny Clark. So the Packers, I think, should be fine. But the Lions are on the up and up, and you still have to defend your throne. And that about does it for the fan box. And so, therefore, that'll do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we also have all of our podcasts available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcasts and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.